Hey, what's up everyone? Everybody good? Good. Today we're learning Mesech the Shabbos, Daf Ayn Dalet, over here at Babylon Talmud. Let's do an overview before we begin. Great Daf. We talk about the Sugya of Borer. Although, mm, yeah, well at the beginning, right, we get into like Borer and uh, so selecting and winnowing and sifting. And then we get into like the big sugya of borer, which is cool, like about a bunch of different opinions on what selecting is. We'll get into that. We'll get into the great malacha of grinding. Okay. Baking, shearing. Mm, what else do we get into? Uh, at the end there, there is, what was it? Tying, untying, sewing. All the stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. Let's, let, let's do this. Ein Gimel Mudbez, um, three lines from the bottom. Azora, Aborer, Batochen, Vamrake. So in our Mishnah, we listed all 39 Malachos yesterday. Now, four of those Malachos were winnowing, selecting, grinding, and, um, sifting. So the Gemara wants to know. Hainu Zora, Hainu Borer, Hainu Muraked. No, essentially winnowing, selecting, and sifting are all the same thing, right? The idea is you are separating the good stuff from the bad stuff. Winnowing is you take stuff and chuck it in the air so that the bad stuff flies away and the good stuff, you know, lands on the floor. Um, selecting is you basically, you know, imagine you have a mixture of stuff and part of it is good and part of it is bad. So you just kind of pick out the bad stuff or pick out the good stuff. Right, but you're you're selecting good from bad, and sifting also. You know, you take a sifter and you put a bunch of stuff through, and anything that doesn't belong will kind of stay on top, and all the flour or whatever you want will 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 go through. New, so it's all basically the same idea. So how come we have three malachos? Why don't you just list 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 one if it's all basically the same malacha? So, what is the Gemara answer? Who knows? Who could tell me? What is the Gemara answer? Okay. So Abai and Rava both agree and say, So Abai and Rava say that any melacha that happened while they were building the Mishkan, we list in that Mishnah. So even though, yes, you're right, winnowing and selecting and sifting are really quite similar and have the same goal and would be in the same family of melacha. Mistama, I guess. Yeah. And so, so what would you do about like, for example, Rabbi Yochanan, of course, said that hey, there are 39 malachos to say that if you do all them behalamachas, you'd be chayv 39 times. But aren't these all the same av malacha? In which case, shouldn't you only be chayv once for these three? I don't know the answer. But in any event, even though they're similar, um, and theoretically, we can just write one of them. We wrote all three of them since. All three of these uh, malachas were uh, done as part of, um, I believe that would be part of making the dyes in the Mishkan. So therefore we list, we list all three. Now, the Gemara asks the Kasha for the Choshev, Nami Kotesh. Why don't you also list, um, Kotesh, which is they would take the, when they were making the dyes, they would have to like take the seed and like smash it to separate like the content from the, from the klipa, from the, from the shell. So, so why is that not listed in the Mishnah, right? If we're saying that every single 
thing that was done when building the Mishkan is listed in our Mishnah. What happened to Kotesh, right? So Rashi says, um, right, Kotesh is, um, right, Rashi says in the second Rashi on the page, Vilechashiv Nami Kotesh, so chitin b'machtashis. If you take, let's say, a, a, a wheat kernel and you put it in a mortar and you give it a good crush, so last year, Klipasan, to remove the, the, the shell, the Havai b'mikdash b'samimanin, that they were in the Besamikdash or in the Mishkan for the dyes. So, uh, right. So why don't we list that as well? So, Omar Abaye, so Abaye answers, well, Shekane Ani Ocha Pito Bilok Tisha. Okay. So Abaye says, because a poor person, a poor person eats his bread without, uh, necessarily, uh, being kotesh the chitin. Right, he would eat sort of a coarser bread. He wouldn't spend the time to make it a finer flour. So now, interestingly, what does baking bread have to do with the building of the Mishkan? And the Gemara is actually going to ask that uh, on the second Amud of our Daf today, because after all, the Mishkan, the Mishnah mentions ofe, but what baking was there when you were making when they were building the Mishkan? There was bishul, there was cooking. You would have to cook the dyes, but why does it say ofe? So. Ultimately, we're going to say that, well, actually, interestingly enough, all of these malachos related to the dyes are also related to um, making bread. And therefore, we're listing uh, these things in the context of actually making bread. So even though when they were building the Mishkan, they, they weren't baking bread, they were, you know, making dyes for the wools and stuff. But nonetheless, because they overlap with the um, baking bread, so we list them in the context of the sidur de pas, right? The, 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 the steps in the process of ma- baking bread. And therefore, right? That's why it mentions ofe as opposed to bishul. And also now, in terms of how come it doesn't say kotesh, the answer is because, um, kotesh is not necessarily part of the sidur de pas. So even though it was in the mishkan, since we are kind of listing these things in the context of baking bread, so not everybody necessarily will crush the wheat to separate the, um, sort of the shell and poor people would leave the shell therefore we didn't include it okay Rava Amar Hamani Rebihi so Rava gives his explanation which is well our uh, Mishnah which is listing these uh, 39 Malachos is in accordance with Rebbe's opinion who says the Amar Avos Malachos Arbaim Chaser Achas the Rebbe says that the Avos Malachos are 39 now the Chashiv Kotesh and therefore, for technical reasons, if we were to include Kotesh, well, we would no longer have 39 Malachis, we'd have 40 Malachis. And we don't want 40 Malachis, so it's musical chairs. One of them has to be out, and that is Kotesh. Sorry, Kotesh. The Gemara says, come on, it's not just musical chairs, right? Um, how about this? We have winnowing, selecting, and sifting. Let's just get rid of one of those three, and then we can include kotesh. So, ela machvatikadabai. Rather, it makes more sense. Like Abaye said, that the reason why kotesh is not there is because poor people don't um, do kotesh when they are making bread, and therefore we exclude it. Tanurabanan, the rabbis taught harulufan of mine ochlin. Okay. So, what if you have a bunch of different foods in front of you. And I'm, I'm thinking about this as like a trail mix, right? You have your peanuts, your cashews, your almonds, your M&Ms, and your raisins. Okay? Now say you don't like the M&Ms. Just kidding. Everyone likes the M&Ms. 
Say you don't like the raisins, okay? So what do you do? It's Shabbos, you got your trail mix, and you don't want the raisins. You want everything else. So, Tanarban, are you the fun of Mine Ochlin? So you had a bunch of food in front of you, a trail mix. Porv Ochel, so you can separate this mixture. It doesn't say how to separate it. You know, maybe you can just take the raisins and throw them in the garbage. Or maybe what you can do is you can just kind of like take the stuff that you want and then leave the raisins at the end and you just won't eat them. Doesn't seem to make any differentiation here. So, Borev Ochel, so you can set, you know, select and eat. Uvaru Maniach, you can select and just leave them aside. And then interestingly, the Brysa says, Velo and don't select anything, and if you do, you're going to be chayav chata. So we have to understand what this means. What does it mean that you can select? What does it mean that you can select and leave them? What does it mean don't select? And if you do, you'll be chayav chata. So, so what's going on over here? And now we're going to have, I think it's what, uh, one, two, three, four, five different opinions about how to explain this b'risa. Okay. Michael Omar, so what's the shot in the b'risa? Omar Ula, hachik Omar. So Ula said, this is what the b'risa is saying. Borer v'ochel levobayom. So you can select as long as it's for today, you know? So if you're going to eat your trail mix today, as long as you can eat your trail mix today, you know, you can separate out the raisins and later on you'll enjoy the, um, you know, uh, the trail mix. And also, again, so you can separate it and then leave it as long as it's for today. But don't, you know, separate for tomorrow. Let's say tomorrow you're having a big party and you want to have a lot of trail mix, but you also don't want to have a lot of raisins. So you figured, why don't you just do, you know, get rid of the raisins on Shabbos and then you'll have it for tomorrow. No, don't do that. And if you do, select it for tomorrow. You'll be chayav korban chatas. Maske flor of chista. So if chista asks Akasha against Ula, v'chimuta l'hafos l'bo bayom, v'chimuta l'vashel l'bo bayom. If chista says, wait a second, Ula, come on. Are you just like allowed to do malach on Shabbos as long as you're intending for today? Well, you, you can bake as long as you're going to eat the bread today. You can cook as long as you're, you're going to eat the food today. No way, no how. So therefore, you also can't select even though it's just for today. So if Chizda gives us his own suggestion, which is, Okay, you can select and eat as long as it's less than a shear, a shear being, of course, a grogeris, a dried fig, which is the shear for all melachas and Shabbos relating to food. So as long as you're selecting less than a dried fig's worth, well then, uh, it would be okay. And you can eat it now, you can eat it later, right? But once already you're selecting more than the amount of a dried fig, forget it. And if you do select more than the amount of a dried fig, you will be liable to bring a chatas offering. Maskeflor of Yosef. Now, of Yosef has the kasha on of Christa. Vichimutu lahafos, pachos mikashir. I don't understand. Are you allowed to do malacha as long as it's less than a shir? Kilumile chatchila, are you allowed to bake just like, you know, a tiny bit? It's less than a shir? No, you can't. And therefore, you also can't select, even though it's less than a share. El Amar of Yosef, biyad. Okay, so if Yosef explains that, what you can do is when you can select, you can select as long as it's with your hand. So if you're taking your hand and you are, you know, uh, taking the raisins 
and putting them aside, well then, that would be fine. And you can also select and put them aside for later, as long as you're using your hand. Now, if you use some kind of like a funnel, or some kind of a plate, and you're going to use these things to help you select and separate the good from the bad, so then it's Pater Aval Aser, right? Now this isn't the normal way that you normally select. Normally selecting is with like some kind of a sieve or a sifter. Um, so, but this is some kind of more like Kilachar Yad kind of way. And, and therefore it's going to be Pater Aval Aser. Uvenapa uvechvara lo yivar v'mber chayev chatas. And Yosef says that, but if you use a sieve or a sifter. So uh, I, I looked this up on Google. And so apparently a sieve is kind of like something that separates like... Uh, uh, liquids from solids, so almost like, yeah, one of those kind of meshy kind of thing, almost like a strainer, I guess, for like a pasta strainer, let's say, right? So that'd be more like a sieve, where you just kind of pour it through the pasta strainer, and the uh, water goes out the bottom, and the pasta stays in the thing, assuming that that is your method for separating the pasta from the water. Um, now, now, uh, a sifter would be kind of like a flour sifter where you just kind of put all the flour in there and you want to get rid of any clumps or anything else that might be in there. Um, that is uh, a sieve and a sifter. And if you use those on Shabbos, I don't know exactly how you would um, um, do put put your trail mix through a sifter but uh, or a sieve for that matter. But uh, maybe not everybody's eating trail mix. The truth is I don't eat trail mix that often. But I'll tell you something. For anybody who wasn't with me, I'm Purim. I made a trail mix from Shlach Manos. I think it was a pretty good trail mix, Lamaisa. Like, I went to the Shuk that morning. I got all fresh ingredients. Except for the M&Ms. Those are probably old, but somehow those things don't really get stale. And that's what I gave from Shlach Manos. You know, I figured there was different kinds of foods, different brachas. Who doesn't like trail mix? Especially when you're drunk. Alright. So... Back to the Gemara. Where was I again? Right, Rav Yosef. You can do, whoa, there's a crow. Okay, you can, you can, um, select, okay, so Rav Yosef says that you can do borer with your hand, but you don't do borer with, um, a, um, what's it called? A tamchoy, a, a funnel or a plate, that would be patravalasar, and if you use a, um, sieve or a sifter, you would be chayvachatas, viter. Maskafla Rav Mnuna. Now Rav Mnuna asked the kasha on Rav Yosef. One second. That price that says that you're allowed to do borer for, 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 you know, borer v'ocha, borer maniach, don't do a b'yuchai v'chatas. That price that doesn't say anything about sieves and sifters and, and funnels and plates. So, Rav Amnuna makes it an ochel mitoch psolas versus psolas mitoch ochel thing. Okay, Rav Amnuna says, so it depends. If you are separating the stuff that you like from the stuff that you don't like, that's all right. But if you're separating the stuff that you don't like from the stuff that you like, that would not be okay. So back to our trail mix example. If you're taking out all the raisins and throwing them in the garbage, that is not okay. That's psolas mitoch ochel. And if you do that, you'd be chayavachatas. However, if you are separating the stuff that you like, i.e. you have the trail mix in front of you, and you're just, you know, grabbing a cashew, grabbing a M&M, grabbing a peanut, whatever it might be. You're grabbing the stuff that you like, 
and then just leaving it back, you know, leave, leaving over the raisins. So, beseder, no problem. No problem. Enjoy. Okay. That's Rav Amnuna's opinion. Maskafla Abaye. Abaye Sakasha and Rav Amnuna. Midi Ocham Tok Psolas Katani. Does that price say anything about Ocham Tok Psolas? El Amr Abaye. Rather says Abaye. Borev Ocha La Alter. What it means is that Borev Ocha means you can select the, from this mixture, I guess, however you want to select. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about Ocha, Psolas, Psolas, Ocha. Select whatever you want, I guess, and eat immediately. And you can also select and put aside, again, I guess as long as, you know, you're going to be eating it in the same sitting. But just to kind of select for later on in the day, maybe it's, you know, the morning and you want to set us, you want to, you want to separate out this trail mix for shal shudas. So lo yivra, don't do that. And if you did, it's as if for all intents and purposes, you selected this mixture, you separated this mixture for storing away long term, the Chayav Chatas, and you'll be Chayav Chatas, Amur Rabbanon Kami de Rava. The rabbis said in front of Rava, Amalu Shapir Amanachmani, and he said to them, Nachmani said very good. Nachmani, of course, being Abaye. Uh, I believe it's because he was an orphan and he grew up in the household of Rabba Bar Nachmani, and, which is Rabba, and uh, they called him Nachmani. Zakta Gemara. Okay, so if you had in front of him two types of foods. Now, um, I think this note says that you can also theoretically get rid of shnei, the word shnei, whatever it is. You know, if we have shnei, then we can't really use our trail mix example. We'd have to use maybe, I don't know, rice and mushrooms, let's say. Um, but uh, if you get rid of the word shnei, then we can keep our uh, trail mix example. Anyways, and we're saying that, okay, now, so it says, so I don't know if this is a price, I don't know what it is, but basically we're saying that if you have a mixture and you selected and you ate, you selected and you left over, Rav Ashi Masni Potter. So Rav Ashi says Potter, which is interesting, right? Because our price that we said, knew what, what, what was the price that we quoted at the beginning? We said, right? So it sounds like either, it's kind of black and white, right? Either you can select and eat immediately, and that sounds like it's fine. But then again, there seems to be a case where you'd be chayav which sounds like, you know, chayav. Whereas Ravashi is saying pater, pater aval asr. So that seems to be unique, although we did have one opinion which mentioned pater aval asr, and that was of Yosef. He said if you use a funnel or a plate, you would be pater aval asr. So let's see. So we're saying, how are you the fun of shnei ochlin? He had in front of him two types of ochlin. And he selected and he ate, he selected and he left over. Ravashi Masni Potter. Ravashi Masni Potter. One second. How could Ravashi say Potter? Didn't our Brysa say Chayev? They're going to have to bring a Chatas? So Lokasha Abekanun Vitamchoi Abenapa Uchvar. says it depends. If you're using a Kanun Vitamchoi, then you're going to be uh, Potter Aval Asr. And if you're using a sieve or a sifter, you're going to be chayav It sounds like Rav Ashi is basically holding like Rav Yosef, because that's what Rav Yosef said, that if you use a funnel or a plate, you would be pater aval But if you use a sieve or a sifter, it would be chayav. Kasser of Dimi, Omar. When Rav Dimi came from Israel to Bavel, he said, Shabbata de Rav Bevai Havoy. Um, I was present when Rav Bevai was on Torah Nut for Shabbos, right? I guess, I don't know, maybe in the yeshiva or wherever they lived, whatever it was. 
So may, I guess it would be somebody else's uh, turn every Shabbos to take care of all the minyanim, you know, to make sure there's food, make sure everyone has what they need. So it was Rabbi Bevi's Shabbos, okay? Viklu Rabbi Ami Rabbi Asi, very cool. And Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi were in town for Shabbos. Shoda Kamayu Kalkala de Pere. And guess what Rabbi Bevi did? Came to dessert and he just took out a whole basket of fruits. It was fruits and leaves and I guess, the, you know, there was like a, just a whole basket full of stuff that they had picked. And he just chucked the whole basket on the table. He like emptied out the basket on the table. He didn't kind of pick out, you know, an apple and put an apple in front of each person. He didn't do that. He just kind of took the entire basket and dumped it out on the table. So, Ravdimi is saying, I don't know if the reason why he didn't just take out the fruit and put it in front of each individual person because I don't know if it's because he holds that you're not allowed to do that because he would not, you know, if, because he holds that you wouldn't be allowed to take the food and separate it from the bad stuff, separate it from whatever, whatever leaves and stuff are in the basket. Or maybe he had no problem with that. Meaning if he wanted to, sure, he would have just taken the apples and put it in front of everybody. The thing is, he wanted to show how much bounty they have. He wanted to, right, ayin yafe, a good, uh, right, a good eye. He wanted to show how much shefa there was. So he just kind of took this whole big basket, dumped it out on the table. Everybody take, there's plenty, right? Whereas if you would just take an apple and put it in front of each person, so then maybe like there isn't so much, right? And then he's got to say, oh, there's more. If anybody wants, there's more. Like this, he could just kind of take the basket, dump it out. You see that there's plenty. Eat whatever you want. So, uh, Rav Dima is saying he wasn't sure if Rav Bevi held that Ocha Mitoch Psoles is Usr in terms of Borer, or if we just kind of wanted to uh, show how magnanimous, you know, how, how gracious he was as a host and how much shefa there was. Um, uh, yeah, but if, you know, but there's no implication in terms of what he held in terms of Borer. Viter. Chizkiya Amar, says the Holy Chizkiya. Haborer turmusim mitoch psoles shelohen. Chayev. So what are Tumasin? Who remembers? Everybody knows Tumasin already. We've, we've seen it a few times. Right? Yisrael even one time posted a photo for us in WhatsApp. Uh, Tumasin are these legumes that they, you'd have to cook seven times. And it was uh, some kind of a... a they, they, they would eat it for dessert. I guess it would get sweet. So, So somebody who separates um, these legumes, these beans, I think they're called lupines, from their psoles is chayev. Interesting. So it sounds like maybe chizkiah is saying that ocha mitok psoles is not allowed, right? These beans, mistamar ochel, and we're saying that you're not allowed to separate them from the psoles. So the Gemara says, no, shiny turmusim. Don't, don't, don't bring an example from, from these uh, interesting turmusim beans. The shalkile shiva zimne, because you have to cook them seven times. The ilo, read the next word, shalkile. Rashi prefers shalkile. The ilo shalkile masrach vichipsolis mitoch ochel dami. Okay? And if you don't, so let's say you didn't cook them seven times. Let's say you just cooked them three times. Well, if you only cooked them three times, then they're not really going to be ready to eat and they're going to be considered psoles. And that's what we're talking about. If you were to separate these tormusin beans that haven't been cooked enough times, so they're considered psoles, and that's why you can't separate them from the other things that they're with, because it would be ki'ilu psoles mitoch ochel. Okay, friends, let's go weiter. Ve'atochen, says the Gemara. Um, so the Mishnah goes on and says tochen, grinding. Okay. Amra Pape, says her Pape. Hai man de parim silka. Okay, so if somebody were to dice up um, beets, 
Chayv mishum tochin would be chayv for grinding. Dicing, something, cutting something very, very small would be grinding. Amr of Menashe, Haiman disalis silte chayv mishum tochin. Somebody who cuts up wood very small so that he would be able, so it would be able to burn well. Someone out on Shabbos, I don't know, but anyways, um, he would be chayv for tochin. Amr of Ashi, ikapir amashchosa chayv mishum mechatech. Very interesting. Ravashi says, and if while he's cutting up this wood, he is going to be makbir on the size that he's cutting of the pieces of wood that he's cutting them into. Well, then not only yuchayev for tochen, but also you're going to be yuchayev for mechatech, which is um, cutting into specific sizes. Ve'alosh ve'ofet continues the Mishnah. Um, somebody who needs and somebody who bakes. Amr Papa says Papa shavak tana didan bishul samimanin dehava b'mishkan v'nakad ofet. Isn't that interesting? Says her Papa. Our Mishnah mentions Ofe instead of Bishel, right? Because after all, our Mishnah is mentioning the Malachos that they did when building the Mishkan. So therefore, it would make more sense to say that they did Bishul, that they cooked, that they boiled the dyes so that they can use them for the threads of, of like the coverings of the Mishkan and stuff. Um, but instead, it says baking. So... He answers, Tana Didan Sidur, the Pas Nakat, that our um, Mishnah is mentioning the order of the bread. So, and what, and what does Rashi say? Rashi says, about halfway through the thin lines of Rashi, Sidur, the Pas, Shehishilbo, that it began with Nakat. It mentioned, the Ofe Bimakum Bishul de Sabimanan who do Bishul the Pas. And uh, baking is in place of. Uh, you know, cooking, because baking is basically the cooking of bread. And I looked in the art school, because I was kind of curious about this, and the art school quoted the Ran, the opinion of the Ran, who said that um, because we bake bread much more often than we, um, well, not me. I, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever baked bread. So not me, but like kind of in general, people bake bread more often than they um, cook dyes. And therefore, since there's like, Lots of overlap, essentially 100% overlap between um, preparing dye and preparing bread. So the Mishnah listed it in the context of making bread. And that's why it says Ofe as opposed to Bishul. Um, and one sort of side effect of that, as we saw earlier on the page, is that Kotesh then got knocked off because not everybody does Kotesh when uh, baking bread. Let's go weiter. Omer of Acha. By Rav Avira, says the Holy Ravacha by Avira, Haiman Dishada Sichtala Asuna Chayv Mishumavashal. If somebody takes a peg, a moist peg, and throws it in the oven so that it will dry out and become hard, so he's going to be Chayv for Mavashal because the heat of the oven is going to be cooking the water. Pshita, well, that is obvious. I mean, it's cooking, no? Smaudetema, the Sharure Mana Kamichavin. So I may have had the Havminit to say, well, his intention was just to uh, strengthen the uh, peg, not to cook the water, but kamash malan, demir parafi vader kamit, that in order to make this peg harder, it's first going to have to get soft, i.e. it's first going to have to cook out the water, and that is going to be a problem. Amar Rabba bar Rav Huna Haman de artach kufra chayv mishum If somebody takes um, pitch and he heats it up so that the pitch becomes like a uh, liquid, so then you are chayv for mivashal pshita. That not that obvious? 
I may have thought that since, well, when you stop heating it up, it's going to get hard. So maybe we won't really consider that bishel. Um, so kamashmalan that we do consider it bishel. Viter. Amarava. Haiman interesting so it says Rava somebody who makes a like some kind of barrel um, an earthenware barrel is going to be chayv seven times seven, 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 if you make a barrel you're going to be chayv seven korban chatases uh, without going into all the technical details of what these seven are at least I'm not planning on it but basically in order to make this earthenware thing Right, you're gonna have to do all sorts of uh, melachas. Right, you're gonna have to, let's say, you're gonna have to um, take like earth, and you're gonna have to grind it up, and you're gonna have to select it and sift it, and like do you know, just in order to make this one barrel, you're gonna have to do all sorts of melachas, seven melachas to be precise. You can look up in in, in Rashi, he explains what all seven are. Um, and then if he says he says if you're making a a um, oven, so then you are going to be high of uh, eight. Korban Chathases, because in addition to um, all the steps they have to do to make the barrel, you're also going to have to take some mud and reinforce the walls so that it will be able to retain the heat. And as Rashi points out, that will be Makib Patish. And that will be an additional Malacha that you're doing. And that will be eight Chathas. Amr Abai. Chalsa Chataos. So Abai says, if somebody makes some kind of a uh, container made out of reeds, so you're going to be Chayav 11 Chataos. Um, also because of all the different steps that you're going to have to go through in order to make this receptacle. And then if you sew the lip of the, of this receptacle, you're going to be chayv 13 korban chatases because, um, you're also then going to be sewing and tying. Um, so interesting, you know, I, I guess like when we keep on saying the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan that if you do all of them, behelamachas, you'll be chayv 39 times and it's like, how can this guy do all 39 malachos? Well, guess what? I mean, you make one of these baskets, one of these receptacles out of reeds, you've, you've just done 13, potentially. So I guess, you know, may, maybe get like a few kind of like uh, big inclusive ones. And then uh, the next thing you know, you've done all of them. Busy day, I guess. Somebody who shears wool from a sheep and bleaches it. Amar Rabba Bar Bachana Amr Yochanan Hatovet Semer Shalgabe Behema Bishabis Chayev Shalosh Chatos. So Rabba Bar Bachana says that if somebody were to spin wool while it is still on the sheep and then shear it after it's already been spun, so you'll be chayev three korban chatases, okay? Achas Mishum Gozes Vachas Mishum Menapets Vachas Mishum Tove. One for shearing it, one for combing it, and one for spinning it. Because basically what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to find your sheep with nice, nice wool. You're then going to have to comb the wool while it is on the sheep. You are then going to spin the wool while it is on the sheep. And then you're going to remove the spun wool from the sheep. So if you do this, you will be chayev um, for all of those three activities. So Avkahana says, actually... You are not going to be chayev any korban chatases because this is, none of these things are done normally. This is not a normal way to shear. Normally you would shear it first and then the, and then spin it and comb it and stuff. This is also not the normal way to comb or to spin a, uh, you know, wool while it's still attached to the sheep. 
Vilo, what do you mean this is not normal? Of course it's normal. Ve'atani, we learn in a b'raisim, Shema bin Nechemesh, Shatov ba'izim, Vitavu ba'izim. That when they would wash the, uh, I guess, hair, the goat hairs that they were going to use in that mishkan, they would do that while it was still connected to the goat, and they would also spin it while it was still connected to the goat somehow. So, Amatviya al-gabi behema, Shmatviya. So we see that, you know, doing these active spinning thread while it is still connected to the animal is a normal way of spinning. So Chachma Yisera Shani. Rav Kana says, no, 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 no. Don't bring me a proof from the fact that they did very, very fancy, unique stuff when they were building the Mishkan. Uh, that was Chachma Yisera. There was, there was um, extra wisdom involved in those processes. Um, but we can't necessarily apply that to our normal lives. Uh, and in our normal day-to-day, if you were to spin threads from wool while still attached to the animal, it would not be considered normal. And if you did that on Shabbos, you would be potter. Let's go weiter. Tani Rabbanan, the rabbi said, Atolish es akonof, v'akotmo v'amorto, chayv shalosh chataos. Somebody who plucks a feather from a bird, and then he um, clips off the uh, top of the feather because that's the soft part that he could then put in a pillow. Vamorto, and then from the remaining part of the feather, he kind of separates whatever, like, I don't know if they're called hairs, but, you know, whatever the stuff around, like, the sort of spine of the feather is, he gets rid of, you know, he removes that. So he could put that in the pillow as well. Chayv shalosh chataos is going to be chayv three korban chataos. Vamorabshim ben lakish tolesh chayv mishum gozes. When he plucks the feather from the bird, He's going to be chayev for shearing. Kotem chayev mishum mechatech. When he clips the top off of the feather, he's going to be chayev for cutting down to size. Memarit chayev mishum memachik. And then when he removes the like hairs from the spine of the feather, so then, you know, from the remaining part of the spine, so then he's going to be chayev for smoothing. Hakosher v'amatir. The Mishnah says that one is not allowed to tie and untie on Shabbos. Kshir b'mishkan echa havoy. Where did they tie stuff in the Mishkan? So Rava says, well, basically, right, so we, we discussed earlier in the Mesechta, I, I can't remember where exactly, I'll be honest. Um, so, oh, is this it? Nope, I don't know. I don't know where it is. What do you want me to tell you? But, um, oh, is this it? I don't know. And I'm done. So, um, anyways, we, we learned once earlier that um, there were a few coverings for the Mishkan, right? There was the, the, the coverings of the threads, then the, right, right, the six kinds of threads, and then there was a covering of um, uh, like, like the goat hairs, and, and then there was the covering of the Oris Elam Adam, Oris Tachashim. Anyways, they would tie these um, coverings of the Mishkan to the ground, secure them to the ground. So there would be pegs in the ground, and then they would use ropes and tie these coverings to the pegs. So uh, Rava says that is where there was tying in the Mishkan. But Amalia Bai, Bai says to him, But one second, that is tying with the intention of untying, because after all, the Mishkan was a temporary structure. When they would be on the move, they would take it down. So Ela Amr Abaye, Rather says Abaye, Shekin Orge Yurios, Shenif Skaloyen, Nima, Koshim Osa. Rather, where was there real tying in the Mishkan, in building the Mishkan? It was that when they would be weaving these um, panels for the coverings of the Mishkan, these curtains. So if um, you would have a thread that broke, 
So you'd have to basically connect a new thread to it and, and tie it. That is where they would do it. Um, Amr late Rava. So Rava says, Tabai, Tarat's the kosher. Very good. So I, yep, that, that, that's correct. That is where there would be a good example of tying and building of the Mishkan. Matir Ma'ikel Meimar. Where is their untying? And if you're going to say, And if you're going to say, well, where they would untie is that, let's say they were uh, weaving these uh, ureos, and then at some point a, the thread broke, and they had to tie a new thread, so they tie a knot, and then they keep on spinning, and then what happens is when they get to the next row of, of, of threads, so then the thread breaks in the same exact spot, and now you have two knots right next to each other. So if you're going to say, so they would untie one of them, and then when you have two knots next to each other, so it's going to not look nice, you know, it's going to bulge out. So they would just untie one of them and then leave the other one. But But one second, if you were just like building, you know, if you were sewing, if you were weaving some kind of curtain for a king of flesh and blood, and there were two knots, you wouldn't just untie one knot and then just like leave a big hole in there. And so certainly they wouldn't do that um, for Hashem either. What they would do, Rashi explains, is instead of, you know, so they can't leave both knots there because it wouldn't look nice. But you also can't just like untie one of the knots because then you'll have a hole. So what they would do is they would kind of basically cut the thread, you know, one of the threads, they would cut it above and below where the tear is. And then they would just kind of replace that so that you would have, I guess, knots in different areas, spread out the knots. Anyways... Uh, but over there, you weren't untying necessarily. You were kind of just like snapping the, the, the threads. So where do you have untying? The people who would um, try to catch these chilazon snail things that they would use their blood to make the uh, dyes, the treles. So when they were trying to catch these chilazon snails, so they would have to tie nets. And when tying nets, so you're tying and that's a, it's a knot that you're never planning on untying. And sometimes you would have to untie it though, nonetheless, in order to like fix it or whatever. Somebody who stitches two stitches. Two stitches are just going to come out. So, so, so says that, yeah, it's talking about where he then tied them, you know, tied the two ends together so that they won't come out. And I'm stumbling in that case, then you'll be chayv twice, one for a kosher and one for a tfira. But, um, okay, so I guess that's what the case is. That is the Ayin Dalid um, of Masech Shabbos. Cool daf, right? Right. So let us do a recap. So the, the page started off with um, asking the question of, well, how come we're list, listing Zora, Borer, and Merakid separately, winnowing, selecting, and sifting? Aren't they really all the same thing? So Abaya and Rava initially said, well, we just list everything that, had to, that they did when they were building the Mishkan. And, um, yeah, if there are repeats, there are repeats. But if they did it when building the Mishkan, we list it. And then we said, what about Kotesh? Kotesh, um, they did when they were building the Mishkan, yet we don't list it. So Abai says, well, because Kotesh is in the context of these things that were done in terms of making bread, and not everybody does Kotesh when making bread, um, since poor people don't do Kotesh. So we left it out. Rava says, well, if you would include Kotesh, well, then there would be 40. And we know that there's only supposed to be 39. But we say, yeah, but come on, that's not a good proof, because just include Kotesh and get rid of, like, Borer or something like because it's extra. So rather Rava's, uh, so rather Abaye's opinion is the way to go there that since poor people don't do Kotesh. Then we got into all these different opinions about Borer, right? Because apparently there's one way that you can be Borer that would be permitted and another way that you'll be Borer and you'll have to bring Korban Chata. So Ula said, 
So if it's for today, then it's okay. If it's for tomorrow, you have to bring a korban chatas. To which Rav Chista said, what are you talking about? You can't just do malach on Shabbos even if it's for today. So he says that if it's less than a shear, then if it's less than a grogarius, a dried fig, then it's motor. If it's more than a grogarius, it's not allowed. To which Rav Yosef says, you can't just do malacha lechatchila even if it's less than a shear. So he says, if you select with your hand, then it's motor. If you select with a funnel or a plate, it's potter aval asr. If you select with a sieve or a sifter, then it's going to be chayav. You're going to be chayav achatas. Rav Amnuna said, well, who said anything about funnels and, and, and plates? So rather he says, if it's food from the stuff that you don't want, if it's the ochel from the psolas, that's okay. But if it's psolas from the ochel, that would not be okay. To which Abai says, who said anything about ochel and psolas? And he says, rather, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna be borer and eat immediately, then that is acceptable. But, um, if, even if it's for later, then, then it wouldn't be allowed to be chayav achatas. Now, when it comes to grinding, so Rav Papa says that if you dice beets, that would be considered grinding. So, I mean, if you cut things up very small, that's also considered grinding. Rav Menashe says that if you chip wood uh, into little pieces, that could also be considered um, grinding. And then Rav Ashi pointed out that if you are makbid on the size of, if you are particular about the size of these chips that you're cutting them into, so then um, that would be mechatech, uh, okay? When it comes to baking, so Papa points out that the all these things from Zorea and Kotzer and Zorea and all these things, um, they're all in the context of the Sidura de Pas of the um, process of making bread, which is why we say Ofe as opposed to Bishel, which was for the dyes in the Mishkan. When it comes to shearing, so Abba Khana said that if you were to um, spin threads on the, while it's still connected to the animal, you'd be hired for three things, for combing, for spinning, and for shearing. To which Rav Khanna says, but that's not a normal way to do things. Uh, to which Rav Babachana responds, what do you mean it's not normal? They did it when they were building the Mishkan. So he says, yeah, but you can't bring a proof from that because that was Chachma Yisera. Um, we then got into um, tying things and untying things. We said, how did they tie things in the Mishkan? Rava initially wanted to say, well, they would tie the coverings to the pegs. Uh, to which Abai says, but that was um, a knot that they were ultimately going to untie. So Abai rather suggests, that when they were weaving the coverings for the Mishkan, if a thread broke, they would have to uh, tie it together. And matir is, um, oh, but then we said, but then what would be uh, matir, right? So they ultimately um, provided a solution. I think it was Rava's solution that kosher and matir is actually found in the context of the people who would search for the chilazon snails. They would have to tie and untie their nets. And finally, we said, um, Sewing two stitches, won't those two stitches come out? We say, well, you tied them, you tied the ends together. Okay, that was Daf Ayn Dalad. I hope everyone enjoyed, and I hope you'll enjoy your day. Peace.